You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from the mini break between Season 5, Episode 8, and Episodes 9 and 10. Airing on September 5th. We know you're anxiously waiting. Guess what? We are too. Here on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everybody. I am Brandon, and welcome to the show, the show where we talk about Rick and Morty. We talk about Rick and Morty things that are related to Rick and Morty, and we talk about the fans who like Rick and Morty as well. I am Brandon, your Rick and Morty curator. That is Travis, your other Rick and Morty curator. We talk about Rick and Morty, and we curate (laughs) Rick and Morty. Yes, if you're playing the at-home drinking game where every time Brandon says Rick and Morty, you take a drink, you are now uh, needing to go to a hospital. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, welcome welcome to the show. Get, get, your, get your Rick and Morty branded stomach pump over at Rick and Morty uh, Hospital or Rick and Morty Urgent Care. You can, whichever, whichever. Uh, we are so happy for you to be here today. We've got a, we, I think we have a, a pretty good show for you. Uh, but before we get it. I, I think it could be one of, I think it could be one of our best in terms of shows that we've done during a mid season five break. Yeah. 100%. This, this tops the charts. Top of the pops. Easily. Easily. Uh, you there, but in the meantime, before we get into that, there's a couple things we have to do. Let's get into social media. Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Instagram at Rick and Morty Podcast. You can email us. Send us send us one of them emails at Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Over on the web, Rick and is the official subreddit of Rick and Morty. Some of us moderate, some of us don't. Neither of neither uh, it's neither of us actually moderate in the, in that group. We have our own subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com, and of course our website, Rick and Morty Pod.com or Rick and Morty Podcast.com. It it redirects. Trust me. We did a poll on it. Did you test it? I I I, te- I tested it. Some other folks tested it. It worked. It worked like a butte. A butte. Not a butane lighter. A butte. We are Streaming live, www.twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. And if you want to watch a recording of the show, you can see my strained faces as I try to make unique songs every every episode. YouTube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Travis, I know you I know this is the part that you love. You can support the show by going to a few places. T public. Uh, that's, that's where some of our shirts are. You can hit, get, get there by apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop. You go to that link and it, the, anything you get on that, that site, uh, you will support us in some way, shape or form, but you have to go to that link. If you don't, then you're just giving T public money. And I mean, we don't care about no. them. Is that really what you want? Is that really, come on. <laughs> is, it, is it really? And, uh, and, and also Patreon, we still have our Patreon, patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, to all our patrons out there, we appreciate you. I went on a trip last week, so I we we haven't released the the second episode commentary, but we plan to release that this week. 
at the at the latest, Travis, at the latest, or maybe next I sure week. hope so. I sure hope so, Brandon. And we got a, <laughs> we got a whole lot more of those to record, so you better get ready because get get ready. We have to find time. <laughs> There's time. It, hey, now. the season's almost over, and there'll be time now. There's so, time. but yeah, that's that's uh, oh. that's it, right? That's all the links. Yeah. Any, anything? Yeah, we didn't miss anything. No, I, I you did a great job. I just, well done. I want to know, Travis, because you ask me all the time, how are you doing? You know, I can't complain. I'm, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I could complain. I just choose not to. I would, I, I, I will abstain from the complaints. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's good. It's Monday. No new Rick and Morty, which is weird because we have gotten into such a pattern of having new episodes released, uh, watching them countless times, immediately. You know, putting our hot takes down on on a Google Doc and then, and then talking about it then. <laughs> Uh, we didn't. We actually did not record a podcast at all last week. Uh, no apathetic enthusiasm. Still on that back burner. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 it was kind of nice take take a week off, um, and then here we are getting to uh, share a an interview that I am so excited for folks to hear because uh, this is this is one of those discussions that I don't know. I I really enjoyed uh, us having and I. I I don't know. I'm just going to hype it as much as possible before we actually play it. <laughs> it. It's, 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 it's hype city. If there was a, if there was a city in a comic book, then you would be the mayor of it and it would be hype city. Yeah. You- <laughs> hype city. I'm the mayor of hype city. <laughs> Get that vigilante. Uh, anyway, uh, you're a, you're a crappy we're, mayor. We're, you're you're a, you're like a villain of, of comic books. If you're like, Get that vigilante. Oh, Absolutely. Oh my Absolutely. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. I'm I'm the mayor that like doesn't think the vigilante is following our laws <laughs> and he's actually creating more crime than he's than he's preventing. You slam your desk every time. These... You're like, why haven't why hasn't he been brought to justice? Our po- Get me pictures of that Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unnamed <laughs> vigilante. I mean. I mean, uh, anyway, uh, let's let's get right into the first segment of this here podcast. Uh, let's not waste any more time. Uh, it's now time for semi-pertinent news. All right. Welcome. Welcome to Semi-Pertinent News in what is a relatively slow uh, time for, for Rick and Morty News. We're, we're, we're really just riding that wave of waiting for the uh, season finale on, on September 5th. A uh, couple weeks away. It's, you know, we're, we, we've waited longer for Rick and Morty. That's, that's for sure. Uh, but with that said, we do have a little bit of news to share with you. Uh, and it's, it's time to go back to a little indie video game. You may have heard of it. May have. That's, that's, that, the game is called Fortnite. And uh, once again, Rick and Morty are, are tearing it up in... I don't know. I'm not up to with Fortnite. What's happening in Fortnite? They're, they're, Morty's in Fortnite. That's that's the news. Morty's in Fortnite. <laughs> Morty is in Fortnite, just as Rick was in Fortnite before him. I think I think one of the props is a, a snake 
from from Snake Jazz episode. Yeah, it's it's the uh, uh, I've got it up on the screen. It's it's the astronaut snake. So he's got like the <laughs> the bubble. That's that's the pickaxe. Uh, you can get a backpack, your back bling for the Fortnite folks, uh, which just looks like Morty's backpack. Uh, and then I. I can't really tell what's on the gun. I, I don't know if it's like some sort of, I don't know, Meeseeks gun wrap or something, but there is an emote. There's, there's, there's an emote uh, that now Rick and Morty can get Swifty, uh, and, and, and they both, uh, they kind of do it together and, 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 you know, <laughs> Take off your pants and your panties. Uh, oh, it's it's a Mr. Meeseeks gun wrap. Uh, okay, so there you go. Thank you, thank you, the RAR one, uh, for for shouting that out in in the chat. Um, but yeah, so here's here's the interesting thing about it, right? Is Morty is Mecha Mecha Morty in, in Fortnite, and and there's so he's he's not just Morty. He's sitting in basically Snowball's mech suit. Um, and at first I'm like, why would, why would he be writing in a, uh, an outdated reference from season one? Uh, but then getting to thinking about it, he, he can't, Morty's not as tall as Rick. So how do you make that make sense in game? Obviously you have to put Morty in a mech. I don't well, know. What do you obviously. think about this, Brandon? Well, I mean, I mean, you, you have to, you have to put him in a mech suit. Uh, there's. That's all. That's all you you really can say about it. Because if you if you make him too short, it's like when you're playing Goldeneye back in the day, and uh, people who are playing what was that odd job, odd job, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Because you you everybody would shoot right over odd job, and you had to spend extra uh, hand, and a hand eye coordination to 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 aim down at odd job's head. And, uh, and on an N64 controller, that's no easy feat. No, it's not. It's no, it is no easy feat. Uh, that, and that's why nobody played Jaws because he was so big. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's cool. This will, this won't make me go back to Fortnite. Yeah. It's going to keep the game relevant for a lot longer. And now every, all the fans are coming back to it. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. All, all, all of them, all of them. I know, I know after Rick showed up, you're like, Oh, I'm going to play Fortnite all the time now. And now is a reason haven't stopped. It's all, it's all I do now. <laughs> now, now you have a reason to, to go back. So I'm excited to, for Sorry. you to tell us those stories uh, about, about that. Um, about that, yeah, that was great. That was great. Fortnite. If you like Fortnite, go play it. Go play as Rick and Morty. Yeah. And yeah. make your own here's, stories. Here's, here's the thing. All right. <laughs> I I immediately forked out the money so that we could get the Rick character on my son's Fortnite account uh -huh. because it's technically our Fortnite account. And so I was like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll buy the Rick skin. No big deal. But now, like with this Morty skin, I'm like, they just it's just more money. I'm never... I never have played a single round of Fortnite with Rick and I don't intend to uh, play one with Morty. So anyway, great job. Epic games. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep cashing in on all them properties. Let's move on to the Reddit post of the week. <laughs> Reddit post of the week to this week's Reddit post of the week is by user techno shadow in a post called calling it. Now people are going to post this in a few months with the title idk why this was so hated this episode was amazing exclamation point 
and it is an image of Morty surrounded by his sperm. <laughs> his giant his sperm boogans, his, whatever. Yeah, yeah, his giant yeah. his giant sperm. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it has two point eight thousand upvotes. Clearly, clearly, it must be a slow, <laughs> a slow post of the week. <laughs> Uh, thing if if it's if we're only at the two point eight thousand, uh, yeah, ninety five percent upvoted. It's 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 hot. Only it's a, it's only ninety five percent upvoted. Oh my god! Yeah, because uh, you know you've got those those haters that that still hate the episode and and probably <laughs> downvoted it a little that, bit. But. That's true. There there are yeah. no, there are no there are no moderator reports on it, so people haven't reported it for anything. That's good. That's good. Like normally you could even like you'd find like a shit post in in there, but no, not yeah. today, not today. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's an interesting idea. We um we actually talked to our guest Scott Martyr about this a little bit in the interview, and I I'm, I am curious how hindsight will play out with this episode if if time will heal all wounds, so to speak, and if if looking ahead or or in the future looking back uh whether or not that's this episode is going to be liked more than it was initially received yeah uh, uh may- maybe maybe people in like four or five years will be like claw and hoarder sex dragon episode that was the the pinnacle of the series pinnacle that was that was when it really peaked for sure. So, <laughs> uh, okay, well, well, that that is Reddit post of the week. Thank you for for that. Now, when we're talking about social media, there is one more person we have to talk about, and of course, that person is Dan Harmon in his featured segment, the Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. When you only have a minute, let's get right to it. Is a Dan Harmon social media minute? Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was good. Yeah, that had a good beat to it. That had a good beat to it. Thank you. I go. I go. I go to a like a little jazz club. Go to a little jazz club. With my my little my little my little cat and get my little bongos. All right. This this is the episode where we just improvise music for the entire time. Uh, all right. Dan Harmon, social media minute. Dan Harmon is on Instagram. Uh, and this week uh, we bring you a, a fun little ditty from Dan Harmon talking all about millennial tombstones, question mark. Uh, the image is... Uh, of a tombstone, uh, it says Tyler, nineteen ninety one to twenty twenty one, literally low key buried right now. Is is the inscription on the tombstone? And Dan Harmon writes, "Millennial tombstones seemed like a fun, easy rolling into a, a weekend, playful with just a dab of non targeted darkness, derivative and formulaic enough that we can all participate, and nobody has to worry about giving away a bit that would have gotten them a Netflix special." Millennial tombstones. Take your mind off of a week of late night talk show Taliban jokes. Kick up your feet. Millennial tombstones. Easy area. The comedic <laughs> equivalent of shaking your arms and legs before a theater class. I'm going to go <laughs> play Half-Life Remaster Black Mesa. Pretty cool. Um, which he did not share uh, any any uh, 
Half-Life footage on his Instagram. That's upsetting. But hey, Millennial Tombstones. <laughs> join 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 the club. Join the join um, the club. That's you, been <laughs> you, you know you know what I enjoyed about that post? Uh Harmon is, is getting back into what I what I fell in love with him for is not community, not 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 anything else, but his comments to people who re- try to be funny in responses or or correct them. Sure. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it used to be Harmon Block 20. 2017 or whatever it was a long time ago yeah. but him back when he was on dan dan Harmon tweet of the week that's right uh, that's right yeah uh him him calling out people like because there's a lot of folks in there like uh millennials don't say low-key uh, like it's more like a like young people don't say that any, anymore yeah it's like an xennial gen <laughs> zer type yeah zoomer uh, you know they're like zoomers geez. come on uh and he's yeah. like it's <laughs> I think the comments are like, it's just a joke. Thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> for coming in. Thank you for dissecting it. Jeez. <laughs> um, anyway, that's Dan Harmon. He's on Instagram at Dan Harmon. You can follow him or don't. Just come back here every week and find out what he is posting about. Uh, that's the social media minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty quick in and out. Uh, five minute semi pertinent adventure here. Uh, not a lot going on. Um, brand new, brand new shows, I think, uh, coming to Adult Swim. I think I saw an email about that and I will. I don't know. Did you did you look at this email? No, no, it's not a Rick and Morty thing. Okay. So we're moving on. All right, all right. There's a new show. <laughs> it, it looks pretty pretty weird. Tuka and Birdie. Check it out. Season three. Tuka and Birdie on fire, on fire. All right. Let's not let's not uh, delay any longer because this is this is a fantastic interview and I want you guys to hear it. Uh, so let's jump right into everyone's favorite. It's the main thing. <laughs> It's the main thing. Main thing. Main thing. You stopped paying. You were looking down the entire time. And I was just waiting for you to look. I was just waiting for you to look back up from whatever notes you were taking. Taking them notes. I, I gotta use your time effectively. <laughs> that's that when I, I take I take whenever you're talking, that's when I respond to people in chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have great communication in this show, you guys. That's that's why you guys love it so much. Um all right, okay. everybody. It's it's the main thing. And uh, as we have hinted uh several times already, uh very special guest this week. Uh we were fortunate enough to sit down for a little bit with Scott Martyr, who is uh executive producer, yep. showrunner, uh runs the writer's room on the show, and uh really great conversation where we get to talk about um a little bit about how he got started with the show, but then really jump into some specific questions about season five. I think we touch on just about every episode that we've seen so far yeah. and and really get a little bit of perspective about what the writer's room was thinking, um, some of the choices and why some of the choices were made uh, for, for certain stories. And uh, just really cool to kind of get all of that perspective. One one hundred percent. We we had we had just a little bit of time with them, and so we just we wanted to, we wanted to make sure we covered basically all the basics. Originally, when we 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 were 
planning on talking to him a couple weeks back, right after episode five aired. And uh, for this Saturday, the other reason we we rescheduled, I'm so glad we did reschedule because it it, it took us all the way to the bird person episode, uh, Ricternal French uh, Frenchine of the Spotless Mort. So we got to, we got to talk about that. We have a question per episode, essentially. Uh, wish wish we could have dug in more, but him giving us the time is is just, uh, we can't we can't thank him enough. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, we are so excited for you to listen to this. And I think without any further ado, it's our interview with Scott Martin. Hey, everybody. Uh, our guest today is a veteran television writer and producer. His credits include Bojack Horseman, The Mick, and The Family Guy. He is the creator of the animated series Unsupervised and was a producer for over 100 episodes of another indie hit it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He's currently the producer on another relatively unknown show we sometimes cover, Rick and Morty. A warm, a warm, bleh, a warm welcome to you, Mr. Scott Martyr. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How Thank are you? you? What a cool, what a cool intro. I feel like uh, this is like this is your life, <laughs> and here's your college roommate. Oh shit, Wojo. <laughs> Um, your, your dad your dad is actually in the side room he's 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 got the soundproof earmuffs on so there's cash blowing blowing around in that yeah, for it's no actually reason. a japanese game show we didn't tell him about it but it's 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 gonna be a lot of fun that was like one of the worst images for some reason that i have stuck in my head do you remember that show uh like super sweet 16 or something uh it was like an old mtv show from like 20 years ago it's like they just showed how like kids would have the most yes. elaborate yes. sweet 16 parties and at one of them, there was the, one of those booths with money blowing around, but on the booth, it said daddy's money and kids were just in there, just grabbing at all the bills. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's what a new low for obnoxiousness. Yeah. That, that, that's one of those shows where I'm like, I rethink about like society and, and how, how much I want to participate in, in certain circles. Cause yeah, it's yeah. 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 A bit of a cultural low. Yeah. And we and we talk when we talk a lot about how MTV has devolved over the years, but let's talk about MTV game shows. I mean, they had remote control way back in the day. Oh man, I used and to then, love I used to love remote control. Uh, well, well, hey man, uh, first of all, thank you for for coming on the, the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, just to be able to uh, a chance to to chat with you for a little bit. You know, we mentioned uh, your producer roles here. Uh, you came in. It, it kind of in the middle, uh, towards the end of season four, uh, if, if, if I'm I, right. I, I did actually like, yes, I came in, uh, I came in middle of season four. We actually broke uh vat of acid on my first day of work. Super cool. And I feel like showed Harmon and Royland that like this guy gets it. And like, just by like, however fate and everything kind of comes together, they, backed off and like really let me run with things more because yes. that episode's Absolutely. the best. Were there any like <laughs> big challenges stepping into a show as big as Rick and Morty or, or, or what, because of your experience with other shows that it kind of just seem a little bit more natural? I feel like the challenge with jumping into another show, whenever it's like in the middle, uh, like certainly in the middle of a season or in the middle of its run is like, I didn't know anyone over there. It's one of the first shows that I kind of came in blind. So I had no one I could really, uh, or would customarily lean on, but like to Harmon and Royland and like uh, the credit of like Mike McMahon, like that staff was solid. Like those people were so strong and just, I immediately saw the assets that we had and we all clicked really, really like really quickly. And 
thankfully all that was like as smooth as I could have dreamed coming in blind. Like I glommed with people real quick. We kind of hit the ground running. It was helpful. And, and these things, it, it's helpful being a fan of the show. Like it, it, the show got to exist long enough that even though I wasn't writing it, I've watched all those episodes hundreds of times. So I didn't really need to be in that room to have like, you know, to be able to talk on everything. Uh, and I also brought the enthusiasm of my fandom, which kind of helped like kick the door open wide. It's been a blast. It's It's been such a rewarding job experience. Is that kind of going into it as, as a big fan of the show? Is there that, that kind of weight on you? Like, yes. Okay. I, I hope I'm getting, I hope I'm yes, getting this I, right. I, I'm very grateful that like I, I, the fact that I've got this sort of experience twice in my life that like, I, I came on Always Sunny in its third season. They hadn't really had a formal staff yet, but that show had existed for two seasons. They had done like, you know, maybe 13 episodes or something. And like, I just adored it. Mac Bangs, Dennis's mom is like, like still, I think one of the best episodes of that show. And they've done so many. But like when I saw that the first time, I watched it over and over and over again. I thought it was just the greatest thing ever. So when I got that job, that was like, I'm like, I get to write for this show. Like I felt like I won. The, it felt like as close as I can imagine to winning the lottery. And uh, to get to have that feeling again with Rick and Morty, I, I, I'm just so eternally grateful because, like, it's just another show that I, I adore so much, and I, I, I still can't believe I get to work on it. Uh, it's, 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 it's just a blast. But yes, you do feel that pressure. The show is so beloved, and it's so great. And there's episodes of this show that are so mind splitting that you want to make sure that you can write up to that. I want every episode to have some of those, some of canonical ones, some of this and that, like everyone likes different pieces of this show, you know, and you want to give them everything. You, you come in at season four, you're already, you're already a fan. You're going into season five and you're, you're, you're taking, you, you have the reins, right? You, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're leading the, leading the way. What kind of lessons are you learning in the pat in the course of season five uh, that, you know, you're starting to use into like season six and beyond, right? Cause I'm sure you're getting into a, a flow. You're getting into a rhythm. Definitely a lot of little bits and pieces, certainly like taking in fan feedback and kind of looking for the notes behind the notes. Like uh, there's good stuff there and stuff that like they'll be happy to hear because we're, we're we're towards the end of re writing, excuse me, season seven right now. But we've really gotten the show moving. But but that's to say season six is animating like everything's in the process. We ourselves, even before it aired, we're like, oh, it'd be fun to like just give things a little bit more continuity, make things feel like they're not so stand standalone, which feels to me like the big note that I feel like I'm, I'm gen generally getting on season five, like fun episodes, but we want to feel like a equals B and that they're, they're, they're all kind of moving and, and relate to each other and, and don't just ignore things from the past. Certainly not our goal out of the, out of the gates with season five. Uh, and I'm, I'm so excited for people to see the finale without giving it away. I've, I've been saying this for a while. We just mixed it this morning. It's just absolutely going to knock people over. I mean, they just don't know what they don't know what they've got coming. I mean, I'm so excited. That is that is so awesome. We, we, we've we've heard in the past that you're you're not really very active on social media. So you, you talk about fan feedback. How are how are you? How are you engaging and getting the feedback on the current season? Is it sort of from other people on the staff or, or just sort of around the office? How, how are you engaging with that? It's hard to ignore it. I mean, like social media, like you don't have to be on it to hear it. Like it's so loud these days, you know, <laughs> like, uh, 
certainly my staff, they're all younger. They're all mid twenties and up. They're all very tapped in. Uh, they're all on Twitter and Reddit and all that. And there's certainly, you know, still reviewers across the board that like, it's a big enough show that we still get a lot of reviews on every episode, which is nice. It's like, uh, good or bad. It's really rewarding to do a show that just gets such a response, even on even controversy, you know, I prefer that than just things that just disappear into the void, you know? So we generally, I, I feel like I generally hear stuff through the staff. Yeah. Social media, even if you're not on social media, it just, it permeates everything. Even if you go to CNN, there's probably an article about, Ooh, <laughs> did you see last night's Rick and Morty episode? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the return of bird person. It's like all over everything. So yeah. 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 No, we were so, so excited to give that to people. It's really important to me to do this stuff. Like I boarded the show and like, like I said, like, I love all those aspects of this show. It's like, for me, this show checks like every box, getting to be like crazy, getting to be intelligent, getting to be weird. But like, I love all the threads that this show has already set up. Like, all I want to do is keep paying them off, but in like a measured way. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to run it out. I, I want to like earn it and, and keep growing it. And we do that. So with the fact that we've seen the majority of, of season five now, would it would it be all right if we ask you just a few questions that we have from specific episodes, just sort of like what the the thought process was going into some of those? Sure. So the first question we have is that in, in most of the episodes this season, save for maybe Multiplicity, uh, the A and B plots share sort of a thematic thread. Is that is that something that uh, you guys build concurrently or is is that like... Uh, something that just is a natural result out of the conversations in the writer's room. How does, how does that sort of come together? I'd say they are, they are built pretty concurrently. Like I, I've worked on other shows where it's like, Oh, we've got this like uh, errant B that would slot right in. Like while we do have a lot of bees that are like up, up on a board, they don't tend to like go in blind. Like normally these things kind of generate together. You know, the episode starts with a jumping off point and, things just tend to branch we've certainly found it's it's been easier certainly yeah they i'm sorry they, they're normally born that way together we, we've been there's a lot of episodes coming down the pipe that don't even necessarily even have bees we've been having so much fun with just the a's in them in themselves that uh they haven't left a lot of room for bees which has been kind of neat and different yeah like like multiplicity i mean it was fairly it was a pretty straightforward uh a, a plot the entire time uh, i i'm so proud that's that's one I, that's one i consider like a mind splitter like i'm so like proud to be, be able to deliver that one to crowds like that one for me i just love that it's like such a cool for me a fresh take on like an anthology because we can do basically sketches but because they're all ricks and they're all mortys and they're all the family we can actually carry a narrative through it even though they're not the same people all the way through, just felt like a cool thing that was unique to our show that we were able to kind of do both. Yeah, watch it, watching that episode, the first time I kept like waiting for the resolution of 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 the duplicates thing or whatever, or, the, or you know, the decoys and then, and then like run like a standard story. And I'm like, oh, oh, like this is what we're doing. Like, this is it. Yeah, no, it felt like kind of like the Da Vinci Code. Once we felt like we're like, wow, <laughs> like if we felt like we can actually set up the rules in a way, then we can go nuts on the back half of this episode because people just like can sit back knowing that they're never really going to be with the real people and really just start indulging us as we go crazy. That was a lot of fun. Another a fun thing about that one for us too is like, there's a lot of little bits and pieces that have just existed in just like the writing of the show the past few years that don't necessarily make it into the show. Like, like for instance, Mr. Always Wants to be Hunted. And it's, it's just fun when we're able to find room for characters like that. Like, believe it or not, Nimbus 
was in was in a completely other episode that just didn't make it to air. And we're like, this guy, I mean, I came aboard. I'm like, this guy's the greatest. Like we need to make it our, our business to get this guy on the show. And like, no one ever, everyone was like, yeah, let's priority one. Let's let this, let's get Rick's nemesis into the show ASAP. That's a good segue into a question we wanted to ask. We wanted to ask about Mr. Nimbus. Nimbus talk in that episode talks about how Rick, how far Rick has fallen. And even since season one, uh, he's he's kind of gone over to this arc. Uh, season three, he you know kind of went back to the status quo, uh, kind of more of an asshole, and now he's he's kind of softening out for the most part. I, I think in, in season five, yeah. How do you and the and the writers kind of keep giving him opportunities to grow his character? How do you keep his his powering and depowering? kind of from alienating uh, an audience uh, that it's a that... it's a it's a constant it's a constant push and pull it, on an episode by episode basis because uh, something that goes right in line with that is just the fact that he's like a, effectively a god in so many ways so many ways it's like man he could easily get us out of this jam how do we how do we figure out a way to to get around that without we never really want to gimp him in like a lame way so in the same way that we don't want to gimp him in like a superman way we also don't want to gimp him in an emotional way because it's important to us that like rick keep, to keep rick rick so we're always trying to play that game because like a, the show has got a long life ahead of it. So you don't want to just suddenly make him Mr. Rogers and not make him this unrecognizable character that, that we love. Like we all love what makes Rick Rick as well. From our eyes, you know, he's just the longer that he spends time with a family and he isn't just this lone rogue Rick floating around the world just through just osmosis is, is he just becoming a little bit more human, but we like to think he sheds that whenever he can. In in terms of his, his time with the family, uh, in in Amorticon Grickfeedy, I lo- we love the episode titles, by the way. Uh, Rick really we, we like he, <laughs> he uh, he has like a certain shame about blatantly using Jerry and admits through his sincerity that he's capable of loving Jerry. Is is this like a thing that we might see continue to develop? Is this sort of like a one off? Like yeah, like he doesn't completely hate Jerry or. Is this another like evidence of sort of how he's grown to appreciate the family? I f- I feel like he looks at Jerry the way like a god might look at an ant, like uh, okay. like this is so lopsided, this is so unfair, like uh, this man's an idiot. But I'm just gonna I-, I think in that same way he's also got a bit of a soft spot in just how lopsided that is, you know. And also my my daughter loves this sh- this schmuck. And he seems to bring a balance. I don't see what she sees in him, but he brings some level of balance to this world. I think he's smart enough to see all that. So he just tries to stay out of Jerry's way. It's like sometimes I see ants rolling around in my backyard. And when I was a kid, stomp on the the pile, like, yeah, kicking it. And eventually yeah. I'm like, well, that's, that's kind of a dick move. So now I like build, I build like little bridges for him, toss some bread to him. That, that was some of the stuff we found fun in that in that episode with the practitioners. That like Rick felt a little bad about this setup, you know. Like uh, Jerry, sort of his joke. It felt like he was sort of stepping out a little and felt a little bad that Jerry was suddenly other people's joke. It was it was kind of misusing his god powers a little. It's like it's okay to pick on your sibling, but then if somebody else picks on your sibling. Exactly. Well, no, now, now yeah. you got. Now you got. This is this is my name. this. Yeah, this is who I beat up on. Yeah. Right. I had I had a question on the Rob Schraub helmed uh, Rick Convenient Mort, uh, and it's it's kind of I want to talk about it kind of on the A plot B plot uh, line. 
uh, because there there's the two different worlds. There's the Planetina stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. and then and then there's the apocalypse that's ha- happening on on those other planets. You know, it's it's like a it's, it's a fuck it celebration of on on the B plot side of yeah uh, yeah the world's going to end. Let's just go ahead and, and have sex with everything. Was it was it difficult for you guys to maintain this balance of intimate character and environmentalism kind of commentary? Uh, it was, yeah, certainly very important to Shrub too, who's like very much like vegan and like behind all that stuff. That, that the fun with that one was that like both those both those A and Bs kind of were born together, and it was just so fun to have one that was like lovey dovey and really able to indulge Morty, who like doesn't often get like. It it ended up with a broken heart, but like that was a big win for him that episode, getting to go that far with someone. For him to really fall in love, paired with like the equivalent of like a I hate Valentine's Day B story, and get to see Summer and and Rick really be in like the gutter together was fun for us. That was just one of the one of those ideas that kind of came out. Like you know, every season sort of starts with blue sky where you throw everything at the wall, but uh, just the idea of Morty falling in love with a with a captain planet type character where you're not just dating captain planet, you're dating the five kids that, that control captain planet was a, was a, was a, was a cool idea that was hard to ignore. Cause you, you date and you marry into the other family. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're well, you're dating someone with a lot of baggage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really liked the aspect of, of Morty that we hadn't really seen before. Like we've seen him with Jessica. We've seen him with unnamed girl in bad of acid episode. Uh, we've, we've seen him with, girls in the past but this is like the first time we've actually had emotion with heartbreak uh with 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 morty and uh so i i really enjoy that that aspect of it uh i appreciate that it was important to us to actually live in that at the end because we could have easily undercut that moment at the end and gone for a laugh but it was kind of cool just to watch him kind of fall into his mom's arms and cry it out that's that's one of the things i love about the show is that you guys are willing to um, not always have to end on that laugh, but you guys, you guys can be earnest. You can have uh, an episode that that really deals with heavier emotions, and and you guys own that. And I, I think that's been um, you know true, you know since uh, you know Rick was passing out in his garage uh, after Unity. Oh man, that that was like one of the first things I loved that as a fan. I was like, oh man, this is so dark. It's one of those things that's special about this show that uh, I just appreciate that you guys are continuing to to develop those sorts of episodes. Uh, we 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 have this question. Um, it's a little bit about uh, some of the critiques out there Go for about the season's use of of sex and and excessive use of sex. Uh, was Rick Dependent Spray a preemptive answer to those criticisms, or it was certainly never that episode was certainly never <laughs> never meant to be like. Uh an attack back at at anything like that from from my perspective what i love about this show is that like i i like to look at rick and morty as like smarts and farts like <laughs> Harmon's the smarts and Royland's the farts but i think that's what like such a cool like special sauce to this show that it can like break your mind but then also have like the silliest like mr poopy butthole character like in the same scene so uh, I'll be honest, it was a surprise to me that we apparently had lowered the bar on, on our farts in terms of people <laughs> just being like, too much, too crazy, too, too far. We're like, OK, good to know there's a line in the sand uh, that I didn't see. Uh, I, I attest that I think that episode will live to win the day because I think it's just funny uh, and it's got a lot of jokes. But there's lessons learned by all of them. What I say to stuff like that, because that one's obviously got, gotten a lot of critique is that like, I'm not going to let such negative feedback 
make me pull punches and not keep trying to swing for the fences. Cause I want to give this, I want to give everyone the most organic, like edgy sort of uh, experimental stuff that we can do in the room. Like you don't want the room to suddenly be gun shy and, and people feel like, wow, Rick and Morty really started pulling their punches. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I want to keep giving everyone what we hope is the best thing they've ever seen. I mean, that brings up a, an excellent point about not pulling your, your punches. So that episode ends, obviously, with uh, the premiere of our favorite new character, Incest Baby. And, and uh, you know, produ- production wise, I, I think I think Rick, Depen- I think Rick Dependent Spray wasn't uh, that was episode five originally they're 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 a bit a little bit of reshuffling yeah i guess my first question is was the later appearance of of incest baby in the the uh rick vangelian Mm -hmm. you don't have to you don't you don't have to say all the i I call that one i call that one gotron yeah (laughs) gotron uh was 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 reshuffling to in your mind to get it closer or to spread them out a little bit more? Like was, was there race shuffling because of those episodes or it had nothing to do with it? It had nothing to do with it. it. It had, it had everything to do with Gotron was just one that was in a rewrite loop that we were just, uh, we just kept adding and playing around with it. That uh, it, if it started before, before that one, it was just moving beyond that one because it was just still getting worked on. And then as it were to happen, like, because we were, because it suddenly moved and we had, incest baby in our heads for that one it suddenly felt like a rewarding thing to check in on that i mean we we didn't we never would have guessed the feedback we were going to get on the first one that we were like oh dear god we're calling this back but uh i i like to think that we uh at least brought some depth to that character and landed the plane in a way that hopefully made them as a whole rewarding because i love that sequence with summer walking like walking through everything that she did with with the baby behind the scenes like oh, yeah. and and oh, yeah. and Spencer killed it like she delivered that monologue which is like a page and a half it, like on her first go I know he's a controversial yeah. character I was going to say it's okay, it's okay that it's a controversial character because there was such a short turnaround as far as like a callbacks right uh because right. there there used to be callbacks to season 1 uh you know 3 4 years later uh and right. now to call, to call something back in the same season you know, that that's kind of a de- departure. I'll say like f- feedback aside, because all this was made pre-feedback. Uh, we intentionally thought it was cool to surprise people with a callback within the same season, you, you know, and keep and keep trying to want to reinvent the wheel where they're like, they'll never in their life see him as the cavalry in an episode three, like three or four episodes down the line. Like we were super excited about that. It made it a little bit more complicated. We're suddenly like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Because I love I love I love Gotron, and 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 the last thing I would want, I'm like I I don't want people to knock that because they don't like this one. If we're if we're overthinking things, you know, you don't you don't have to you don't have to answer this if you don't want. But do you do you think? How do you think the uh, the accidental release by Amazon of that episode affected the reactions to it? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know your you guys' feedback on it. I know I was furious about it. I mean, the only upside we that, the only tiny upside, like you know, we're just, for instance, like we release our titles and the fans pick those titles apart and try to make sense of things and like make entire episodes about it. Yeah, we're we're really big on our security and like you know for that to be one like we like you said we rarely call things back and we're doing we're in our minds we were doing a really special surprise one in the same season for that to air first in Canada 
the only upside was that people didn't understand it because they hadn't seen it, that aired in place of the first episode. So that was just a completely confusing, weird thing to them. I was bummed about it. You you want things to air in the order that you ideally saw them in your mind, you know? <laughs> because that character ended up being controversial. I think for some folks, the you know, the ones who spoiled themselves, yeah, they I, I think they saw that and they're like, okay, we, we, I think some of them liked it more and then spread that word a little bit to, to, right. to, to, to soften it out a little bit. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I wish that I could have seen, you know, in a, a, a side world where that episode didn't release to see what that reaction did you, would have been. Did you, did you, did you watch it when it, when it accidentally popped up? The first go around? No, no, I, 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 I manage. I'm a mod in the the subreddit, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not taking part in that. Yeah, I, it, it'd be tough. I'd be tempted to. For some reason, that I, 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 I sometimes blow spoilers for myself, and I'm like, why on earth did I do that? I actually want to see that movie. Why would I read that? <laughs> Which, like, for for Brandon and I, he's always the one looking up spoilers, and I'm always the one avoiding them. But in this case, we were both, you know, a united front. Like, okay, we. We will wait until the official air date and and make sure to see it as it was intended in the proper order. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think I think it was great. That reminds me of yeah. two buddies. Two buddies once got in a little fight in college, like a verbal spat, and then they were going off. To, uh, one of them was leaving to go see uh, Sixth Sense, and he was as he was getting in the car, the buddy's <laughs> like, "Have fun, Bruce Willis is dead," because <laughs> he had seen it already. And I'm, I'm like, criminal. I'm like, that's yeah. one of the most dick things like, I can think of in my life. I'm like, that guy will never get to see that movie the way that we all got to enjoy it. So th- this 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 question, uh, Travis brought up uh, c- a couple episodes back uh, for the uh, the Rick and Morty exploitation extravaganza, mm-hmm. uh, which 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 feels like a, a old Simpsons episode title, holiday episodes on non-holidays uh how do you how do you how do you feel about <laughs> holiday episodes on non i, I mean look we, like this show just doesn't air on a normal schedule so like <laughs> uh we, we don't control that schedule and we we love holiday episodes so we're not going to let the fact that we can't control the fact that it's going to air across thanksgiving deprive of deprive us of a thanksgiving episode and like the concept of of morty dating a captain planet and effectively dating all of the ring bearers it was just too good an idea that Rick becomes a turkey to get to get a turkey pardon <laughs> to the president. Like that was just when you hear those quick little one-liners, and you're like, yes, absolutely. Like what a what a simple fun idea, and like what a fun f you to the president who's already such a fun character that Rick's got a natural rivalry with. Like that one that one was a blast. Harmon's got such a natural love for the president and his relationship to Rick and Morty and all them that like that one. That one was a lot of fun. Keith da- David always nails the, those things. He's so. the the best. I love Keith David. So season four at times seemed to be a little critical of uh, the fandom and sort of the fourth wall breaking uh, with like the story train episodes and some of that mm-hmm. stuff. Was was that was that the right takeaway from those episodes or are, are the things that the fans want to see maybe not always the things that they need to be seeing. How, how do how do you guys sort of process through those sorts of questions? Uh, do you mean like, uh, like wanting to see evil Morty in every episode or I, I certainly don't think that like putting him in that episode was meant to be any sort of jerky dangling of him. Uh, it was certainly not to be a mislead either. Like I think they simply, 
I think uh, this was before I got there, but I, so I don't want to speak out of turn, but I'm pretty sure they just solely, they so, like, they saw that episode as a fun, cool way to just go crazy and a way that they can just throw those people in there without it having any canonical weight. And I think it seems like people thought that was a rug pull or were bummed or thought maybe that was all they were going to get of Evil Morty. And I could say that was that was never the case. I think people saw that as its own little island and that there were always plans and ideas for for bigger things beyond that. Yeah, because because I think like for for us, the, the what we had ended up taking away from that episode specifically was the, the writers, you're, you're going to create this world and you're going to create these stories. And and we as as the audience should have a little bit of uh, we should assume a noble intent that you are going to write those interesting stories with those characters that aren't what we're expecting but it's something that we're still going to appreciate uh, when it, when we actually get it. I, I think I think you just articulated that really well. I, I think that's that's completely our prime directive to give everyone a little taste of everything, and that includes those those things. We're certainly not looking to just do one and dones and abandon all the things that people love. It, for me, the perfect season is one that's like a sampler of of all of it, like an interdimensional cable season. Oh, <laughs> mm, that would be fun. I don't, we didn't really ask this question, but we noticed a lot of sort of one-off uses of sort of interdimensional cable bits, especially early on through the season. Um, is is that sort of your way to just like get a few of those in without having to dedicate a whole episode <laughs> to to those? Uh, we love interdimensional cable internally. Uh, some and it's been in and out of seasons. Uh, so that just is just for just sheer love of it, like. Uh, those are just such a fun thing to like Morty's watching TV. Great. Nintendo 69 it up. Like, let's just do something, <laughs> something crazy. Like what a, what a fun offer for like a joke that could be anything, you know? So we, we talked a little bit about fans and their expectations. Uh, and then the last episode that we've gotten to see uh, sort of speaks to exactly what fans have been asking for, for a long time. We, we get to revisit bird person and rick's backstory uh how challenging was that for you as a team to to find an interesting way to to, to look back at their past without making like a clip show or them them sort of thumbing through doing it in a, in a very distinctly rick and morty way that episode was super challenging it was super super challenging in so many ways because we really had to like a lot of us have have timelines and maps in our head but it really forced everyone to like put our heads together and really confirm that we agree upon points and timelines that all line up together for continuity, uh, just as the smallest hurdle in that one. But then on top of that, like, you know, wanting to write up to everyone's expectation uh, of that. Like we haven't, that was a open-ended thing that we haven't gone back to since 410. So we wanted to make sure that we were able to touch on that. That's a relationship. Rick doesn't have a lot of like important relationships in his life. So it was important to hit that one. And then it was also just fun for us sci-fi wise. We always kind of want to keep reinventing the wheel and breaking it and rebuilding it. Like uh, how can we go through someone's mind in a way like the chase in act two was like such a fun way to like kind of get our clips, but like have it be high octane action through that. And it was kind of fun to redefine uh, Gear Dude's relationship with them um, and stuff like that. It really was so great because there there have been things that have been mentioned throughout the, the series. The flesh curtains, which you don't they don't name them in the actual episode. Yeah, we we def- it was very important to us to wink at that. 
like I, I love Splunchy and all that. So you get them together, fans would be like, flash curtains. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and and then Battle of Blood Ridge, one of uh, the fourth episode of our podcast, we did we we did an episode about the Battle of Blood Ridge because it was in between season two and season three. Mm-hmm. There was like a little ARG thing that talked about it, and, and so when they talk about it in this episode, I was like. Oh, whoa. Hey, that's what a, what a, what a callback there to, to bring that in. We were, we were excited and we felt like uh, something that made it feel original was that like, we've all seen Vietnam movies and stuff like that. And war can be hell. And it was kind of, it felt original to us that like, sure. Blood Ridge was a, was probably hell in so many ways, but for Rick, it was really hell because he put himself out there emotionally and got dinged by his best friend. Like, uh, he so often steps out and really shows himself. And uh, one of the few people he really cares about was like, no, thank you. And that just happened to be at war. So when he references it, it just seems like he's talking about war, but he's actually talking about a really personal friendship thing, you know? Uh, that, That was a really cool thing we found in that one, I thought. We do have one more question for you before before we let you go. The season is almost done. September 5th, one hour. Is is there anything that you can tell us that fans should expect or not expect to see? I know, I know, I know you hyped it up at the start. Brand, Brandon, Brandon always sneaks these questions in. These are <laughs> oh, it's I, I, it, we, we we like we get waterboarded every day to not give out any <laughs> facts. So there's no way you could like sneak sneak something out of me. Um, I'll, I I feel like I would just say that like people have been clamoring for stuff all season and they'll feel like they're going to get stuff. And then some people are going to feel like it's been a Thanksgiving meal and they need to unbuckle their pants and pass out (laughs) with football. They're going to be so rewarded with what they're about to get. They're going to be in the the deepest food coma from Uh, this episode. And turn, I'm going to, I'll turn on MST three K for a marathon after that. <laughs> That's funny. It's it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time and yeah, just giving us some more insight into the process of making the show happen. We really appreciate it. No problem. Let's do it again sometime. Well, there you go. There is our interview with Scott Martyr. So awesome that he uh, you know, would would take that time to to sit down and talk to us about uh, everything that's gone into season five, the highs and the lows. Um, yeah, just just really cool guy. Just really, really cool. What I the the thing that you should grab from that interview is yes, Scott Scott is new. He, they he loves the show. He is a fan like us. He wants the show to succeed. Uh, there there's some there's some little bits in there about uh, canon uh, about wanting to smatter canon. Uh, do do things a little bit differently. Uh, and I think a lot of fans were kind of clamoring for a little bit more serialization canon in the episodes. Based off what he says, I, I think that we're going to see see more of that. And it's not going to take uh, a couple different seasons in order to get those those tying bits of of plot and character uh, in. And I think even even bigger than that is what he left us off with, which is. Fans are going to be, they're going to be full Thanksgiving, maybe like a Christmas meal. You know, you, you pick, pick your, you pick your holiday where you just, you get, you get fat and you hate yourself the next day. Loosen that belt either way. (laughs) Cause it's, it's going to be a feast, a feast for the eyes, feast for the senses. Uh, And we can't wait. 
for for the season finale. Two episodes confirmed, uh, episodes nine and ten in the one hour event. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I I can't wait to see uh, what we have in store because it's the hype the hype train is rolling now. Yeah, it ju- it ju- it just started. The 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 when he started at the beginning of the episode being excited about it. And then I got him, I got him to, to talk about it just a little bit more again. And, uh, for him hinting that it's everything that fans want, uh, I mean, let your, let your, uh, comic book resource.com, uh, really, <laughs> really go, you know, let it, let it go. Let Yeah. And, uh, let it, let it fly. Yeah. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see the, uh, the, the clickbait. That that's possible from this interview. Don't let us down, <laughs> don't, internet. Don't let, don't us, let down. us down. Keep go get at get after it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you, thank you for listening. We want to say a special thank you to our friends, Unity, out there in the world. With our segment, listeners, suggestions and shortouts. We have <laughs> we have some new we have some new follows over on Twitch. H zero ss zero zero three one two Haas. Oh, three, one, two <laughs> and D sync D DC Inc. Uh, maybe like DC incorporated. Oh my God. Yeah, is, like, it, is, like, is that Mr. Like DC the skate shoes? Oh, it's like the skate shoes. Oh bro. The skate, the, the, the alt skate oh, brand. Oh, we got some skaters following us. Yeah, bro. Oh my God. They love the bronopsises. That's why they're here. Yeah. Right on, right on. Uh, we also have a new sub Travis. You do the honors on this one. Yeah, thank you so much to the RAR one, the R-A-W-R one for hanging out uh, with us tonight. Uh, subbed like right away on the stream, which was awesome. Uh, so it's their first time here. Usually watch on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Uh, thank you so much for rating, reviewing, uh, and subscribing over on Twitch. Uh, so, so thankful to everybody that follows us where, wherever you follow the podcast. Uh, but you know, be like the raw one and, uh, <laughs> and do, and, and go rate review. Uh, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, click the like button, subscribe, do all those things, leave a comment, let us know what you like about the show. Uh, especially with this interview, what, what, what was your big takeaways? Um, hit us up on Twitter. We, we love chatting about that stuff. So, uh, Yeah. Maybe you'll get shorted out in the next episode, Ooh. whenever that may be. Uh, we may be able to sneak another episode in before the big finale. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, we also have another podcast, Apathetic Enthusiasm, that that misses us dearly. Uh, so, so we'll figure out what's next. But we know for sure, September 5th, the season finale of Rick and Morty. You do not want to miss it. We will be recording the next day on the 6th, on Twitch. So head over to Twitch, follow us there, and be part of that episode. Um, yeah, and that's that's it. Now it's time to just do the Twitch post show and get the heck out of here. Now, now, now it's time to do that. Thank you, everybody, for listening, subscribing, watching, being a part of this fandom with us. We love you. You have a wonderful, wonderful day, evening, night, week, month, two-week break in between... <laughs> Episodes eight. All and right. Nine. Okay. Bye. Right, bye.